Welcome to podcast number 49 on February 2nd of 2022. Today we are going to continue with chapter 1 of American High Dividend Handbook and followed by some interesting questions. My name is Ian Duncan MacDonald. I am the author of several books that can be purchased on Amazon.com. Continuing in Chapter 1 of American High Dividend Handbook. Investing equally in 20 financially strong stocks diversifies your portfolio. 95% of these financially strong companies will perform as they have been performing for the last 20 years. If one or two of them should change their operating habits and decline, this would have an inconsequential impact on either the value of your total portfolio or on your dividend income. The increase in the other stocks would more than offset any decline. In diversity, there is strength. The 20 individual stocks that make up your portfolio are not as important as the total value of the portfolio. It is only necessary to spend three minutes each day recording two important numbers provided by your investment service. Number one, what was the total value of your portfolio at the end of the previous day? Number two, how much cash is now available for transfer from your trading account to your checking account? Usually, this would be dividends paid by your stocks. Dividends are usually paid on either the 1st or the 15th of each month. If diversity is so important, why not invest equally in more than 20 financially strong stocks? The more stocks you add to your portfolio, the more work you are creating for yourself. If you wish to fully monitor your stocks every few months, with 20 stocks, this might take two hours. The more stocks you must monitor, the less you may feel inclined to perform routine reviews. Perhaps, as you gain more experience, you may want to add a few more stocks to your portfolio. The other reality is that there are only a limited number of financially strong paying high dividends. Every stock you add to your portfolio is always a compromise between safety and income. You do not want to unduly dilute the strength of your portfolio by adding high-paying dividend stocks that are financially weak. Monitoring becomes especially important during a recession. While share prices may be in decline, you want to be assured that your stocks are still financially strong. During the 2020 recession, I neither bought nor sold a stock. When I did a periodic scoring of my portfolio of stocks, I could see that the stocks had not changed significantly despite a significant drop in share prices. They remained financially strong companies. The drop in the share prices did impact the dividend yield percent. While the dividend dollar payouts remained largely the same, 
The dividend yield percentage in many of the stocks almost doubled as a percentage of their now much lower share price. A recession is a good time to buy more shares of financially strong, dividend-paying companies with good scores at bargain prices, if you have the cash to do so. 2020 and 2021 were unusual years for banks. The ravages of the pandemic were expected to create far more chaos in the financial world than occurred. As a precaution against having to bail out failing banks, who might have faced unprecedented losses from loan defaults and bankrupt customers, the government required that the banks maintain large cash cushions. Since their worst fears were not realized, the banks are now flush with cash. Of course, the 2020 market crash briefly impacted my portfolio. It had reached a record high on February 21st of 2020 and then lost hundreds of thousands of dollars before it reached its lowest point on March 24th of 2020. The portfolio had lost almost half its share price value. It then rapidly regained much of what it had lost. A year later, on March 13th of 2021, it exceeded the February 21st, 2020 record by 10% and has not stopped climbing to much higher record heights since then. The 2020 crash was quite different from the 2008 crash. Back then, my portfolio had reached its highest value on May 29th of 2008, before it started to decline. The lowest point was reached February 10th of 2009. Half its share value was lost. It took until April 1st, 2014, before the May 29th, 2008 record high was exceeded. The important lesson here is that financially strong portfolios do recover, and they do reach new peaks. Through both these recessions, I live very well off my steady dividend income. Before choosing my stocks, I had reviewed 20 years of historical share price records that showed my financially strong companies always rose after a crash and exceeded previous record share prices. Such historical Data is free and easily accessible on all stocks. Recessions usually last about one year and occur about every four years. It is surprising how quickly the value of a portfolio can fall. When they do occur, and they will occur, it is important to remind yourself that the world is not coming to an end. Market crashes are part of investing. The 2020 recession is now regarded as the shortest recession on record. If you have invested in financially strong companies with high scores, paying steady, generous incomes, you wait at the recession. You live off your dividend income. Even during recessions, a few of strong companies will increase their dividend payments. 
These offset the one or two who cease paying dividends or cut their dividends. I was asked if I had a cash reserve during the 2020 recession. Yes, I always have a significant emergency cash reserve. It grew during the COVID-19 pandemic because there was little to spend money on. As share prices regained, that cash reserve was allowed to shrink. How much money should you have in your portfolio? Only you can answer that question. While a million dollars may seem like a great deal of money, you may come to recognize that a million dollars may only translate into reliable annual dividend income of between $60,000 and $100,000. Can you live on $60,000 a year? That would depend upon your ability to manage expense. Chapter 10 in this book gives pointers on managing expenses. If you need more than 60000 to live comfortably, then it is important that you start to build a large dividend portfolio as early in life as possible by reinvesting your dividend income into your portfolio for years before you cease employment, you can quickly grow your portfolio. Question number one. Are ETFs a good investment? I do not like ETFs. To me, they are just a marketing ploy to get timid investors to invest in something so the investment industry can make money off them. The high diversity of ETFs guarantees mediocrity. Investors have no control over what the ETF is invested in, and they only have a fuzzy understanding of the strengths and weaknesses of the stocks in them. They're putting blind faith into something that sounds good and can be sold by the ETF packager. Yes, a MER may only be 0.22%, but even if it was 0.10%, it would still make money. They are not pretending to actively manage the fund. Their marketing expense would most likely be the only major expense they have. The MER management expense ratio I was looking at today was invested in 13000 520 stocks from all over the world. Although this high number is supposed to impress an investor with its obvious diversity, it is almost a meaningless number, like monkeys throwing darts at a board. To create the illusion that they are offering something of value, they reveal only those stocks they have invested highly in, and I put bracket marks around highly. These are the stock market's current heavy hitters that get all the publicity. For example, Amazon, CNR, Bank of Nova Scotia, Microsoft, and so on. However, their high investment in each of these heavy hitters is only around 2% of the total portfolio which means for the other 13,500 stocks, their investment is a very small fraction 
of 1%. This MER paid a dividend of 51 cents a share, 1.45%, once a year at the end of December, while a strong stock like Enbridge pays a dividend of 83 cents, 6.43%, four times a year. If you go to page 134 in the Canadian High Dividend Handbook, you will see Enbridge scoring 70 out of a possible 100. The high-flying technical stocks like Apple and Microsoft do not even qualify to be listed in the American High Dividend Handbook. In the last month, the technical stocks have taken a real beating. If you want a high-flying, high-scoring, highly diversified, high-dividend paying portfolio of international stocks, you can go to page 76 of the American High Dividend Handbook and invest equally in the first 15 stocks listed of the 286 highest scoring dividend stocks on New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ sorted in descending order. You would get British stocks, Australian stocks, Brazilian stocks, American stocks, and so on. You will not only get good capital gain, but enjoy a strong dividend return. In other words, why not build your own ETF as a self-directed investor? Your MER expense would be zero, your return on your investment would be greater, and you would know exactly what you were invested in and why you were invested in it. Interestingly, I tried this approach over the last year and it appears that investing in these top scoring stocks on the New York Stock Exchange would give you a much higher return than the S&P 500 average. It is something that can easily be verified by looking at the historical charts of share prices and dividend payouts going back for decades. Question number two. How can you avoid falling so in love with a stock that you are reluctant to sell it? I use the IDM stock scoring software to grade stocks. I only invest in stocks scoring 50 out of 100 who pay dividends of 5% or greater. The scoring system measures 11 facts. For example, book value, operating margin, price, historical price, volume traded, and so on. I only sell a stock when its score falls below 50 and at the same time its dividend yield percent falls below 5%. I may only make one or two trades in a year in my carefully selected portfolio of 20 stocks. I realize a six-dividend income from my portfolio and have watched it grow by 300% in the last 17 years, despite taking out this income. And it is still growing. What I have done is remove emotion from portfolio stock management. A stock is just another form of commercial risk. I've been involved in commercial risk for over 50 years. Love of a company is foreign to my thinking 
after analyzing thousands of them. To me, it is all about what the numbers are telling me. If you want to get some insight into objective investing, go to www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Question number three. Should investors outside the United States buy U.S. stocks for their dividends? The New York Stock Exchange is the largest stock exchange in the world. Why would you want to avoid investing in it? In doing research for my two books, American High Dividend Handbook and Canadian High Dividend Handbook, it became obvious that it would be much, much easier to build a high-quality portfolio of dividend stocks in the USA than in Canada. Interestingly, many of the stocks with the highest IDM scores trading on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ were foreign companies. For example, British American Tobacco, Rio Tinto, Vail, and so on. These are financially strong companies that would not be included in the S&P 500 because they are foreign-owned. Few S&P 500 stocks pay dividends of more than 2%, but many foreign companies traded on the New York Stock Exchange are paying over 7%. Many investors all over the world buy stocks listed on the New York Stock Exchange. Some countries, like Canada, allow significant income tax benefits on dividends, but only if they are traded on the Canadian stock exchanges. Question number four. How far should I let the stock market decline before I start buying? What you want is a crystal ball that allows you to see what future prices of a stock may be. Such a crystal ball does not and cannot exist. Every optimistic speculator buying a stock must first find a pessimistic speculator to sell them the stock. They both cannot be right about their speculation. Multiply that by thousands of speculators bidding on a stock. Accurate predictions are just not possible. If you want accurate predictions in the stock market, buy financially strong stocks paying high dividends. Dividends are paid out of profits. Profits have nothing to do with speculators. You can be 95% certain that a stock that has paid ever-increasing dividend payments and had ever-increasing share prices for many years is unlikely to deviate from that path. This historical information is easily obtainable. The side benefit is that you can live off the dividends that get paid even when the share prices drop by 50% in a market crash. The stock will recover after the crash to new record highs as they have for the last hundred years.
Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website, www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.